Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. Divided into three parts, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose offers biblical-based advice on how to improve your spiritual, emotional, professional, and physical lives. I wrote this book to help young women ages 14 through 23 discover their passion, walk in their purpose, and pursue their callings. Grab a copy for yourself or a young lady in your life when you visit blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash shop today. And you can receive free shipping when you use promo code FAITH. Ladies and gentlemen, purpose peeps, I know I always say something different every single week, but y'all know who y'all are. Y'all are here, you're listening, and we're so glad to have you back here on the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. Um, today, I have Krista Denae with me. She is a awesome person. I've got We've got connected through another woman, through another podcast that I was doing, and so y'all know I'm always talking about connections on here, and that's why I really like to give y'all insight into how um, I end up having guests on the podcast because I'm not really a I'm just going to reach out to someone randomly like it, it has to be something else that's happening and then especially with this being a podcast for women of faith I use I use discernment as much as possible because I'm not going to bring anybody on here to talk to y'all if I don't really know what they're about so <laughs> I'm so excited to introduce Krista to you all so I'll read her formal bio uh, Krista say it again for me Krista I literally my a pregnant That's brain. Okay. My brain was like, what? No, you're fine. You're fine. You're <laughs> fine. It's just imagine a long line over the A. So, okay. Danae. Danae. Okay. Danae. Yeah. Okay. Again, y'all, Krista Dinay <laughs> is an award-winning singer, songwriter, worship leader, speaker, educator, YouTuber, and CEO of Crystal Court Music Group. With the goal to make music that impacts the world, her music is being played in 52 countries, including ch- charting in the top five gospel music charts in Nigeria. Krista is not only known for her talent, but also for her authenticity and bubbly, kind-hearted personality. And literally, we've only been on this call for like a few minutes, and I can tell what, what she's talking about in this bio. So uh, she <laughs> sings with passion from the heart and writes her own music, which is a big deal. Uh, with each song, this listener is invited to step into a vulnerable and honest space where healing meets music. She has made the cover of Music Lovers Magazine, performed at Philadelphia's 2019 Juneteenth Festival, and has been featured on major Spotify editorial playlists, including Fresh Gospel. Drawing from her own experience as a musician and educator, she writes music in response to a need for more art that calls humanity to move beyond passive existence and into her mantra of hope, H-O-P-E, which she defines as health, optimism, power, and experience. In pursuit of this endeavor, Krista also shares this message of her purpose through her formal former podcast (laughs) in the world, not of it, as well as her YouTube channel, where she challenges others to live by their faith and not by sight. She took home the Kindred Awards for Regional Christian Music Award for Best R&B Artist in 2017 and Artist of the Year in 2019. She's currently receiving her master's in music business from Berkeley College of Music, and she truly shines for Christ as she lives out her message each and every day on and off the stage. It's her desire that each word and musical note will not only serve just as a healing modality for the listener, but it will call them to pursue their optimum health physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And you all know if you have read my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose, literally we break down each of those sections and how we can live purposefully for God in each of those areas. So, so excited to have you on the podcast, Krista. Welcome. So excited to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's my pleasure. So I know we've covered a lot in your bio, but I always have our guests share a little bit more about themselves that people might not read on their bio. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, beyond all of that, I'm just a girl in my late 20s who's married, who's trying to live according to what God wants her to do every day, every moment. Um, currently, I am training as a triple threat. God shifted me a little bit. Um, so I still write, but he's having me in a season of hiding. Um, so 
He hasn't told me to release any of it yet, and that's fine. I'm just like in the oven being cooked right now. <laughs> um, but I, I do love what I do aside from YouTube and stuff. I'm a mentor. I teach private lessons um, virtually, and that's how I love to connect with people right now. I'm all about connections and just investing, you know, and, and inspiring. And there's something about one-on-one -on -one versus some big stage, you know, that's so much more impactful. Um, so I'm just living life, loving Jesus, loving myself, you know, all that stuff we try to do every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you said that you've been in hiding because I have talked a lot about that on the podcast and just how it's so important to move in God's timing. Um, sometimes we are, and, that, and sometimes that sometimes God's telling us to move forward. Are we like, no, Lord, I'm not ready yet. And he's like, sis, <laughs> you've been, we've been working on this. It's time now. But right. I would love for you to share more about um, how God revealed to you that, you know, yeah, I know you've been on all these stages, you've done tours, you've done this and that, but now it's time for me and you to kind of get back to basics. Um, COVID. <laughs> Real talk. For real. Um, I had a lot of stuff lined up this year. Um, a lot of traveling, a lot of opportunities, and COVID shut it down. And um, was a little confused, but also um, there were a lot of different people that had um, spoken to my life um, through the gift of prophecy. And so I knew that I was actually living in Philadelphia. And in February, um, at the time, I was a worship leader, music director at a really big church in Philly. And the Lord told me to leave my job. <laughs> um, so that was step one. And then after that, he was like, and you're moving to Atlanta. And we want your husband to leave his job. And so out of nowhere, we didn't know that COVID was coming, though. We literally made all of those decisions. And then COVID hit. And so then we were like, wow we're really in a bind. Like, what are we actually going to do? And our faith was tested like never before. Um, I honestly couldn't even release music if I wanted to, because <laughs> I wrote a song out of COVID, did a video and everything, you know, just with the small budget that we had left over. And then my computer crashed with my song, with my project. And so I couldn't like, like that song is gone. Like <laughs> it was finished and it's gone. And it was just this constant, okay, Lord, like, what do you want? And he's like, this is the time for you to grow and for you to work. This is not the time for you to be on stage. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. And so there was a season of intense intimacy with God just for sanity's sake. You know, <laughs> all of these things God tells you is going to happen. But in the earthly realm, it looks like you're boxed in a corner. And there's no way out. And it is only by the mercies and grace of God that indeed we did move to Atlanta. Um, that's when he told me to start my own business of um, teaching private lessons. I was doing it here and there, um, but he told me to take it more seriously. And only by the grace of God, through my own business, I'm making more than I was at that mega church. So it's like crazy, you know? And my husband, he started his own business. And I'm, I'm just living in the testimony of God being able to be a man of his word, despite what goes on in the world, because the spiritual realm and the earthly realm, like they're not the same thing, you know, um, and I'm still, there's other promises that are going to come to pass. Um, but I do think that a lot of people relate to the whole COVID thing. I feel like it forced people to get on their knees <laughs> and wait. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I, I mean, it, it's funny because you're like, uh, COVID, and and and, I, and and yeah, that makes sense. But it's also like I've also seen people where he he's pulling you back in one area, which is kind of like what it sounds like with you, pulling you back in one area, but then pushing you forward in another right. area, right? Because right. I think that a lot of us, at least for myself, when when that you know the stay at home order was first issued, I was like, okay, cool, like. And I had just, literally the day before they issued the order, I was just telling God, I was like, God, I'm very overwhelmed by the things coming up, like coming down the pipeline with my schedule. Yeah. And he was like, okay, got you canceled. And I was like, oh my oh. God. And, and, and I can't even lie. It felt like an answer prayer. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, Lord, you love me so much that you literally <laughs> everything for me because you know I'm overwhelmed. And, but you know, 
around the summertime, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like I feel mm-hmm. better now. We could go and do something. He was like, no, it's not. It's not. So that's funny. not what we're, we're not talking about that. Now is right. when real work begins. And I, I was mm-hmm. working on a, a few. I was working on a Bible study last week or the week before, and. I was, I realized, you know, this was the, talk about your faith being tested this year, as much as I'm grounded in the word of God and teach the word of God and all these things this year, literally like stripped me down to nothing where it was like, how much do you believe this for yourself? Like, yes. Okay. You share with other people. Yeah. You have your quiet time and stuff, but like when everything else is gone, when there are no visible blessings that you can see, you know, how committed are you to me? And I, it was like a muscle that I had to build up again. And mm-hmm. I even, cause I had even got to a place where I guess it's kind of just, you know, thinking about being lukewarm where I was like, Hey Lord, we know we did like, no. And I, and, and, and I think about the song, you know, I need you to survive. Like that's where, it, what it really became with me and God, which it was like, Lord blessings, promises, all that. That's cool. But like, I need you to survive. I can't, I can't keep mm. moving forward, even with the basic stuff. I'm like, forget trying to be on a stage and continue right. to write books and stuff. I can't even get through this time at home with my children if you are not mm. with me. And so I think that is just so key. And I think it's really important that we listen when God pulls us because yeah. um, people always talk about, you know, uh, a, a bow and arrow and how it's pulled back to be launched forward. And a lot of times... Mm we don't want to be pulled back because we like, Lord, I just want to go. And he's like, no, if, if I launch you out too soon, you're not going to be able to sustain yeah. what's coming next. Exactly. That's exactly. So, important. so I would love to know when you first developed an interest in music. <laughs> um, earlier than I can remember. Um, legend has it. I, that made sense to me more than speech did. Um, literally in Pampers, and I had a little tinky piano and my parents said they heard the Barney theme song, but the TV wasn't on. And it just happened to me, be me at the tinky piano. Um, so <laughs> that was my introduction to it. I don't remember. Um, but after that, I was always writing songs. Um, music always made more sense to me than speaking to people. I don't know why, like I'm actually naturally an ambivert, more on the introvert side. Um, and so communication is a learned skill. It's not a natural skill. Um, but like, I have like tons of journals of like, um, okay, I don't know how I feel about my faith and how that girl was mean to me at school. And I would just write a song about it. And my parents put me in piano lessons and voice lessons and my mom sang. So I would like do little duets with her in church and stuff like that. Um, everyone in my family's musical. Um, there's just a lot. (laughs) So that definitely makes more sense to me. And I just stuck to it like glue and continued to cultivate it. Cause I was always intrigued by, okay, like how much more is there? Um, so did choirs in high school, um, studied music ed in college, and now I'm getting my master's at Berkeley. I'm just very intrigued with it. I think it's one of the most beautiful gifts God gave us. I really do. Um, because it doesn't matter if you speak the same language, you can, hear a song that's not in your own language and you can still be blessed and still be ministered. Like that's such a beautiful gift. I love that. Me too. And I, I always love just the, like Maverick city music, Maverick city music. They just, I'm like the anointing Uh, on. Yes. I just be like, Lord, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even together right now. Like, and it doesn't right? matter. Like I listen, I was listening to a uh, voice of God the other day and that's any, I feel like any music from them, you know how you turn on music and you just kind of playing it in the background, but with Maverick city, yeah. it's like, okay, it might have started like that, but you about to have a right. session like so as you true. do laundry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause what you so know true. though is this anointing is about to break you down and you can be like, why does the Lord even love me so much? <laughs> I understand. So oh I would like to share, and I know you shared, you know, as, as when you were younger, it would be, it was, hey, I had these journals and I would write 
music based off of the things that I was journaling about. Is that still your experience now when you're writing a song where it's a, I journaled and then this happened? Or do you really feel like God puts a burden on your heart to write about something or you read a scripture and that leads to it? Um, I would just love to know that. It's a combination. Um, most of the time it's the Lord keeps me up at night. <laughs> he, I don't know why, I guess because that's when it's quiet. Um, so a lot of songs come to me then. And when it happens like that, they just drop. Like I just hear them and then I just go. Um, but there are some times where I'm journaling and it will inspire a song. Um, there's also a lot of times where I don't have the words but I know how I feel musically. And so then I just compose like a piano piece. It's, it's really different. I don't know. Um, sometimes it's poetry. I just, I love all of the arts. And so, I mean, I could be like driving in my car and I just start creating. It's, it is literally my therapy. It's how I get things out. So depending on my mood, we might end up with a piano song or a full length song, or if I'm reading or if I'm watching, or I just got off the phone talking to somebody, everything is inspiration for me. That's really cool. So I'm interested in knowing if there was ever a time where you were like, okay, this music thing has been cool, but like, I'm done with that. Because sometimes there are people who they have a path, they pursue that path with no, you know, like nothing else matters type thing. And then <laughs> you have the other side, like I'm thinking about my cousin Bradley, who's even to this day, super talented in basketball, probably could have gone to the league, but wow. had played up until high school and was like, nah, I'm done. And it took two years off. And then his mom was like, you playing because you could get your schooling paid for. So then he ended up getting, he literally walked onto the team and got a scholarship for the re remainder of his schooling, which is how good he was. But mm -hmm. you know, I, it took him, I think, walking away to realize how much he did really enjoy it. So I wanted to know if, if that's ever happened for you. In different um, facets of music, yes. Not in music entirely. Um, so there's the teaching part there's the um, singer songwriter performing part and then there's the worship leading part i have given up on each of those at different times <laughs> so sometimes it's like oh i'm so over worship leading i'm just gonna write my own songs and then sometimes it's i'm sick of teaching i'm just gonna worship lead you know i i do definitely have seasons <laughs> cycles <laughs> um but i I, I feel good now. I feel like I'm in a good kind of pattern here. So we'll, we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> I mean, now it's, it's a little bit more complicated because now that I've moved down to Atlanta, um, the Lord has broadened the view of myself and the opportunities that I have. And so I've been training as a triple threat with, aside from singing, dancing, and acting. Like I do those um, every single week I train with those and that's like more Broadway. Um, never really saw myself there, always dreamed as a little kid, um, but I'm falling in love with that too. So we'll just see everything comes in seasons. You know, I'm just riding the wave right now. <laughs> yes. And that's the best thing, especially as children of God, not to hold on to things too tightly, at least in my own experience, because you know, there are, sometimes there are things that we put our identities in. And so if it, if it, you do enter a season, like you, you did this year where God's like, walk away from worship leading. And you're like, uh, but that's, you know, if you look at that as like, well, that's who I am. So if I'm not worship right. leading, what am I doing? It just mm -hmm. is so important for you to have your identity in your, in God. And yeah. he had to teach me a while ago, like your identity is not in your activity, especially as oh, so good. really when I became a mom, because, you know, I wasn't as visible anymore. Right. Like before, literally before I had my son, Jaden, I was doing speaking tours and book tours and that kind of thing. And after I had him that shut down. And so I did wrestle for a while with man, God, you know, does this even matter? Like nobody cares how many diapers I'm changing per day. Nobody really cares like, you know, that my, my son learned how to eat solid food this week. Like that's not exciting. Right. But, and honestly, it took me, it took my second child for me to really learn it. I feel like I was like, okay, girl, you spent this with this first baby. You missed the point. So we going again. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, and even now, you know, pregnant with our third child, I'm like, dang, yeah. God, I still got more to learn. Like I thought 
we was in a good place. <laughs> I know my identity is in you and not in my activity. And he's like, yeah, but I just want to make Mercy. triple sure that you right, understand right. what's happening here. So that's really funny. <laughs> um, so what has been your biggest pinch me moment just as a musician? And this, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you know, when I won this award, but just, mm-hmm. I think sometimes I even find myself in awe of the fact that God speaks to us. I don't know if you ever feel mm-hmm. like that, but I'm like, wow, you're literally the creator of the universe. And you just gave me this idea for my business. Like, that's how strategic you are. You know, you care about everything. That's what scripture says in Psalm, that you delight in every detail of our lives. And so yeah. um, what has been some of your, one, one of your pinch me moments when it comes to being a musician or just even in your personal life? Hmm. Oh, okay. Personal life. That's very, very broad. Um, (laughs) so I think I'm going to stick with, uh, like as a singer, um, biggest pinch me moments is anytime I get a letter saying how much my music means to them. Like, Oh, I'm not a spiritual person, but it just brought me to tears or I was really depressed last night and this brought me joy. Like anything like that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, so humble. You know, like, wow, Lord, you actually used my music to make someone feel you. I, that, that's it right there. Like, that's why I do anything. Um, But in my personal life, hmm, that's really tricky. Honestly, probably most recently with this whole um, Atlanta training thing, I'm meeting more people in the industry and they're starting to affirm my gifts and talents. And that's new for me. Um, Because again, kind of more introverted, like even though I'm on a stage, I'm like, okay, bye. You know, like I'm not really. (laughs) And I, and I was always starstruck too. When I saw somebody like really important, like I get this really bad, like deer in headlights thing. It's not good. So anyway, like, This whole new experience of like me seeing myself as a, I don't know, like a, a Broadway star or influencer or whatever, I'm still kind of adjusting to that. So that's probably the most thing in my personal life. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense when you said that it nice. kind of makes me think of how often people say, you know, what the idea you have for your life and the idea God has, like you, you think you're thinking big, but you're thinking so small. So true. And it is humbling. Um, and again, I always go back to like, God, I'm a sinner, you know, I am jacked up. And for me specifically, I struggle with suicidal thoughts as a teen. And so for me, Me I'm like, man, God, like you knew to keep me, I would, couldn't get past that, conti- yeah. you know, that, that specific stage in my life thinking life is yeah. never going to get better than this. And you knew where I would be now. And I'm like, and this isn't even it, you know, like, right. I know in the same way you talked about how people have spoken of your life. Like I'm like, based off of things that people have told me, we haven't even scratched the surface. We haven't even really even started. Like we ain't right. you know, talking about even, oh, we sh- we're just just now getting out the gate. I feel like I'm still in the gate as far as that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know that he's about to, and about to with God could be like years still, but I just, I know I haven't even seen anything yet. And so yeah. it's just always encouraging to know that he does have a bigger purpose and that when you do have these dreams and these visions and these ideas that don't necessarily occur in the way that you thought that it's because he has something better coming and of course that's hard in the moment but when you look back you're like okay sorry i fought you on that one because this was actually a good idea right (laughs) (laughs) so true so you were kind of talking about being where you are now, how God's moved you to Atlanta, how, you know, it looks like Broadway may be a next step um, and that you're meeting different people. So I would, wh- I would love to know what, what are some common misconceptions that maybe even you had um, about mm-hmm. that particular industry and how God is shifting your perspective on those things? Um, it's, it's, it's complicated only because I relate to you with the um, past suicidal thoughts thing and, um, really struggling with um, low self-esteem and insecurity and things like that. And so 
I personally, but I do think it's a me problem. I had a misconception that I wouldn't fit in that world just because, I mean, it, it kind of does see like there's, it seems like there's type A and type B. Type A, you know, the lead is um, dainty or blonde, right? Um, and then type B is, yes, I'm that big black woman who has these big notes. You know, it just seemed like either that or that. And it's, it's more open than I thought, <laughs> which is a miracle because I cannot say that for the music industry, um, not even the Christian industry. Gosh, I, I hate saying that, but there's boxes. And when it comes to your target audience, it's really very much so fitting into what's familiar. So either you're Tasha Cobbs or you're Mandisa or you're like a Natalie Grant or some um, Caucasian singer, right? It's literally either though. So big black woman um, who can sing contemporary, um, big black woman who sings gospel like nobody's business, or you're just, you know, a white girl. And I didn't fit in either of those. And so I've always hit the wall with that. Always hit the wall with that. Because even my sounds, like it's R&B, but my voice is not neither gospel or CCM, like it goes either way. Um, and then in the secular arena, same thing, you know, like what's familiar? Who can we compare you to? If we can't, we don't really know what to do with you. If you're not the, what's trendy right now, you know, what's trendy is like the big natural hair. You kind of look mixed. You're you're thick, you know, it's, it's that. <laughs> and if you don't fit that, they're like, Mm, I'm not sure if we need you right now. Um, so Broadway being more open is actually refreshing. And I, I didn't know. Um, I'm grateful. And for me, it's more so just claiming um, that what God has for me, nobody can change that and getting out of the toxic mindset of I don't fit in. So it's not for me. Um, so it's, it's been challenging, but it's been good because now I'm not boxing myself in as much because no one's forcing me to. <laughs> it's just very refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's hard too when you said that people are like, okay, well, who can we compare you to? Right. Especially as a child of God, we're, we're, we're always told, you know, throughout the Bible, like we're unique, like we're chosen, exactly. we're royalty. You're, exactly. you're trying to tell me that I should, compare myself yep. okay I'm kind of, yep. kind of confused this is like giving my identity where I'm like I don't know yeah, I thought I would just confident. be I didn't know I had to be someone else but yeah. you know with a different face or something like that yeah. so that is very interesting that's very interesting so you talked about the fact that you're getting your master's in music and you you said that it was just because you really love um, music how has that journey been of pursuing a master's degree and something that you are obviously very, still very well versed in, right? And I know we can always be learning, but, you know, what, yeah. what, how has it been surprising and like, oh, I didn't think I would, know, you know, learn about this, or I thought I knew more about that than I actually do, and I'm glad that mm. I'm learning more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, kind of stemming to the same core issue, which is, it's a me problem. Um, I also have hypothyroidism. And so school has always been very difficult um, just because the focus and the comprehension, um, it's just been really, really tricky. So me going back to get my master's, that was not me <laughs> at all. Cause I did not think I could do it. Um, and God's just kind of doing his thing. He's been carrying me, you know, and I, I'm not going to lie, I, I had a semester that I wasn't able to finish um, because everything happened at once. It was literally COVID and then my brother having a stroke during COVID, so we couldn't even go to the hospital to see him, didn't know if he was going to survive. And then my grandpa died all during like a school semester. And so that one, that's kind of what waved my white flag. I was like, sanity is more important, went to see a life coach, got myself together. Um, you know, but God is really, really gracious. I, I do know that what he says you're going to start, he's, he's faithful to complete it. And it's been a journey learning how not to rely on my own strength and staying true to um, 
what God says he's gonna do in you and what he wants me to gain from this. I've, I've learned a lot about the music industry because I'm in music business. Um, some good, some bad. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, the music industry is um, something else. Um, but in the same sense, it has given me a little bit more confidence. I think it helped me to start my own business um, just to see myself as a businesswoman and understand um, how target audiences work and um, just even finances, things like that. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I am honestly praying and asking God if he wants me to switch my master's degree, um, and but still be at Berkeley. I know I'm supposed to be at Berkeley. We're working that out, but um, another one of the, I'm enjoying the ride, grateful, taking the day by day kind of thing. <laughs> So a lot of what you said since we've been talking, it just, I feel like you have very flexible faith and I don't know if that's just like my perception, but it very much seems like you're like, okay, well, God said go over here. So that's where we're going to go. And if he tells me to go over there, I guess that's where we're going to go. So is that just an inherent part of your personality or is that something you've learned over time since being- Learned over time. <laughs> learned over time. Good Lord. No, 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 no. The Lord and I have fought. Oh my goodness, you kidding me? When he's like, yeah, I want you to do this. And I'm like, yes, I'm gonna retire here. And he's like, eight months you're out. And I'm like, what now? Like he's, but honestly, I think he has been wanting me to have flexible faith. And so my journey, um, my whole story is I'm sent to build and he lets me leave. I'm sent to build and he tells me to go somewhere else. It's just constant like that. Um, and you know, at, at some point you just, you stop fighting <laughs> and you get used to what the calling is on your life. Um, God has called me to be a builder and so he'll send me a place and then he'll send me somewhere else to do the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm done fighting it now. <laughs> that is so good. When you were talking, it made me think of something a friend told me a couple years ago. She was like, you're an apostle. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, <I> was like, <laughs> okay, thank you, question mark. But, right. and, and it was interesting because when she told me that, I was like, okay. And I didn't really, I might have prayed about like, God, what does that mean? And I don't, when I looked it up, I didn't get the same definition I got the second time I looked it up, which was maybe like a year or two later, but oh. it's literally talking about what you're talking about, which is God will send you places. You think about Paul being an apostle. He said, I was an apostle of Jesus Christ. He was a church planter. So he would go and he would plant a church and then he would leave and he would write the yeah. letters and still check on them, but he would go to these different places. And mm -hmm. her saying that freed me up so much because, and I think, you know, I think Think that's something that we have in common we even talked about mentorship and being able to connect with people one-on-one -on -one. I think in previous seasons that was why it was tough for me to leave because I didn't understand that that was a part of my ministry of girl you were only here for a specific time and then it was right I mean I and and honestly, when you don't, if you don't know that about yourself, you start thinking like, is something wrong with me? You know, yes. on the outside so looking in, it seems like I don't have any stability. Like I'm always changing, right? Yes. But yes. when you understand that that is a part of your calling, your anointing, it brings this peace, mm -hmm. and it can still be hard, right? It can still be hard yeah. to be like, okay, wow, this was an amazing chapter, but God is calling me somewhere else. But then there mm -hmm. also is just that assurance of this is already what God told me. You know, I think about even now we were talking before I got on here about my job opportunity and I've been mentally preparing to not be at home with my children because I've been at home for three years. Like yeah, the first year I was, I was building a business and the business was very successful. And then God was like, mm -hmm. okay, stop. And I was like, but, uh, but it's like, I'm like, we're doing really well here. Like, I was like, but this is like sustain, like this is enough income to sustain our family. He was like, yeah, cool, but uh, come home. And I was like, oh my, I'm God. already at home technically. He was like, yeah, but I don't want you to work. And I was like, I just don't understand what you're saying, right? And I mean, even churches, when I lived in New Orleans, I went to a church that I thought for sure I would be at 
as long as I was going to be in New Orleans. And then mm-hmm. I went to another church to visit and God was like, come here. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to hang out. I didn't know you was going to call. And I remember even telling my friends, like, I feel like God is telling me to move to this church. And they like, whoa, I don't know about that. We just here to visit. Oh my gosh. But, and even within that church, there were different life groups and God would be like, okay, be in this life group. And I'm like, Lord, I look unstable, <laughs> but <laughs> now, I mean, even as I'm talking to you, it just, it brings me this assurance of, Hey, I sent you there on assignment. And some assignments mm-hmm. are longer than, than others. Sometimes it's a six week assignment, sometimes yeah. it's a year assignment, sometimes yeah. it's a six month assignment. And so when you remove yourself and understand like, this is not about me. This is about what right. God is doing. And he's yes. using me to plant a seed or to water a seed, you know, whatever, then it really yeah. does give you that flexibility. So I would love to know how your husband got the revelation <laughs> that it was time for him to move too. Did God tell him or did he tell you? And then you told him and he was like, I oh, don't know. I got to pray about that. Like, I would love to know that. Cause that <laughs> my husband and I had something <laughs> similar happen that led to us moving to Texas. Oh, wow. Um, you know, thankfully, we were exactly on the same page this time. <laughs> um, it hasn't always been that way. I'm sure you, you know, marriage, you know, sometimes God tells you something first. And he's like, I want you to tell him. And you're like, you can't tell him, you know, so. <laughs> but this time, um, we felt a very strong wrestling in our spirit. And we both got down on our knees and we just waited. And then we were like, okay, what'd you get? Say the answer on the count of three. One, two, three, same answer. Um, So that was nice. (laughs) It's not always that way. Um, But this time it really was. um, And so we were were really like this with the faith thing. Um, Just decreeing and praying the same thing every day. Um, Just going into intercessory, into battle. Um, just for the mind, you know, the, the enemy, he loves to just send lies like nobody's business when you're in the season of um, your faith being tested. And so we covered each other. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that we were like walking side by side this time. We needed each other. We really did. Absolutely. And, you know, I am... I know that even part of my, God sending me home was me, my, my humility. He had to grow my humility because I was very much a, I heard from the Lord, Jordan. And so you need to <laughs> talk to him. Yeah, I'm like, you need to get right with the Lord because he clearly told me this and you fight him, you know, and it, I, I just, I'm sure it brings, going back to that peace piece, right? Peace piece. <laughs> um, it, it, it brings so much assurance when you and your spouse are on the same page, because, mm-hmm. you know, scripture says in Ephesians 6, like our, our war is not against flesh and blood and the enemy, his, he wants to divide people. Of course, he wants to start with marriages and, and husbands mm-hmm. and wives. Like if I can divide y'all and y'all supposed to be a picture of Christ in his church, then, you know, we good. So yep. it's really awesome to hear um, that y'all were both able to take that leap and that God is rewarding both of you for your obedience mm-hmm. as you continue moving. So uh, on on the podcast, we talk about faith, we talk about friendships, um, and we talk about just phenomenal women who are in our community. So I would love to know your faith story. How did you come into faith? How did you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Um, honestly, I was really blessed to have parents that taught me Jesus and not religion. So I, as early as I can remember, I just talked to him. Um, I really don't remember a point in time where I didn't talk to him myself and consider him my best friend. Uh, Maybe it's because I was an only child and I didn't have a choice. um, Well, the brother I spoke of before, we're 16 years apart. So there wasn't a relationship when I was younger. But um, Jesus and I, like, we were always just like this. Like, I would talk to my imaginary friend and I would talk to Jesus. Like, that's how it went um but it has developed over time you know like you said we go through that phase of y'all need to get right with Jesus and he's coming and all this crazy stuff and the more you get to know him 
before you understand, he wants you to be normal. He doesn't want you scaring people away. Um, and I've learned more about him and, and what it means to live like a Christian in a normal day-to-day -day basis and what it really means to represent him. It's not Bible bashing, it's love. And um, honestly, one of the things that I'm really, really grateful for he did create me to be a worshiper. And so I feel like that's kept us intimate. Um, even when I was young, like I would remember playing, um, you remember the, um, the Fred Hammond um, Spirit of David album? <laughs> I used to catch the spirit of that album, for real. Like, I remember like just dancing and like just feeling the Holy Spirit. And I mean, like, I'm like, a kid like really really little but that's been the glue that has kept us anytime i wasn't free to worship we were off and so i feel like that's why i'm so adamant when i lead worship always saying like praise is your weapon praise is your weapon because that's real life like i i see that on my day to day when i don't worship I feel much more prone to temptation and to negative thoughts and to feeling low versus when I just turn my eyes upon Jesus. Um, it really does keep my head above water. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful. I know that not everybody's a worshiper. My husband's not naturally a worshiper. He's becoming a worshiper. Um, and it is exactly the same way it's a powerful tool once you use it um but I, I don't i don't take for granted that we have that kind of intimacy just because of who he's created me to be so lovely so lovely so you're talking about your friendship with god um i love that you said me and jesus we just been besties like we've been talking <laughs> up. Like, it was me and him before anybody but i would love to know um how your how your friendships with other people have helped you walk in your purpose because like i said at the very beginning we got connected through uh, your friend christabel and so yes, i would love to know how girl. how your friends keep you grounded and then also moving forward right because i find that the friendships that god God uses your friendship. They're, they're supposed to be helping you to do something. It's not supposed, if your mm -hmm. friendships keep you, you know, stagnant or you ask your friend if you need to tell somebody off and they like, yes, girl, and I'll come too. Okay, wait, stop. <laughs> we both can be off on the same day. Right. Like, I need you to tell me that that's not right. So uh, I would love to know how your, how your friends have played a role in you walking purposefully. Man, they are the greatest blessing really truly um i haven't always had friends um kind of really awkward kind of really different so this is new for me friendship especially spiritual friendship is like this new storybook kind of thing um i don't take it for granted at all especially in that season when i was talking about earlier this year with my brother and my grandfather they were there for me. Um, there was a week where I was just like, I'm just depressed and I'm owning it. And I just didn't, I didn't, I was tired of fighting to function. And they literally were like, we're coming over. I mean, they dropped everything. They brought dinner. Uh, we sang Cheetah Girl songs. Like they covered me in prayer. Um, and it's just such a blessing to see Christ through them. Um, I, I don't take for granted that I have Christian friends. I hope that everyone can be blessed to have that. Um, it's different than church. It's not the same thing. Um, and I mean, we're grateful for church. We're so grateful for the body of Christ, but there's something about um, a sisterhood or even, um, even if there's like, um, males in the group, just a community, a close-knit community where you don't have to put on a facade and you can share your struggles and they can actually intercede on your behalf. Um, I, I love them. <laughs> they inspire me every day. They make me laugh. We'll be friends forever. Um, and it also helps that we, like you said, um <laughs> don't be encouraging me in my mess like i need you to be grounded too like we all have a calling on our life you know we have an author um we have another musician an actress but we all know that we have a very specific purpose and so we keep each other accountable so that we can get there and we don't deviate you know the gps ain't rerouting like we're staying on track 
Um, but I don't, I honestly don't think I would be where I was if they weren't always constantly covering me. So I'm, I'm very grateful. That's, that's amazing. And I, I love that you even said, you know, we sang Cheetah Girls and we prayed together because I think that <laughs> some people assume, and I can't remember who this was. I think it was, um, one of the guys that I did youth ministry with when I lived in New Orleans, but he said, I'm really big on people and especially young people knowing that being a Christian is fun. Like, yes. It's fun. You, and, it it, and it's like guilt-free fun, you know, because yeah. there's just something about a group of friends that you can be in every space with, right? Like my two closest friends here are sisters actually and we all are moms you know we're all wives we all are one of them lives now like seven minutes from me and she's the co-founder of my nonprofit. like wow. we, we and we met through a prayer line that i started a few years ago and so mm. you know when you want a prayer line and you being real about your prayers you get to know people real quick and so yep. we yep. I would just remember being amazed at how quickly I forged this bond with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you said, there's just something about, and both of them are older than me. And I'm the oldest, cousin. I'm not just the oldest sibling. I'm the oldest grandchild on both sides of my family. So there's also oh, wow. this like, very different. yeah, I'm like, I love getting to be like the baby, right? Of the yeah. friend group and be like, oh, what's my big sister telling me that I should do? And so it's just, <laughs> it really is amazing. But what I've noticed is that I, I'm, I was similar to you. I prayed earnestly for friends um, mm -hmm. and, then, and then understood that I didn't need to just pray for friends. I needed to pray for godly friends. And as God brought those people in my life, I was like, bruh, like how was, you know, how was I surviving? I was right. like, you know, just like, cause it's just, there's just something about being able to be around women, especially when you have a big calling on your life. Um, and be like, hey, I'm not the author today. I'm not the musician today. You know, I'm yeah. just Krista. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm not the Broadway star. I'm just Krista. And people- Yeah, so good. And that's how they treat you, right? They like, and yeah. even when stuff does pop off, they're like, oh girl, yeah, we saw you. And they go stand and be so excited. Yep. But then they're like, okay, but so you coming over this weekend or no? <laughs> yeah. So that's really good. Yeah, it's a, such a blessing. All right, so we're going to move to our up close and purposeful segment. These are questions that we ask all of our guests on the podcast. And my first question is, what does it mean to you to be a Black girl with purpose? Mm, 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 mm. Honestly, um, with the state of um, the racial tension right now, I've had to figure that out more than I ever had. Um, I was raised to be colorblind. And honestly, I, I wish I wasn't. Um, only because it, it caused me to have an identity crisis in some areas, if I'm being honest. So now I am fully identifying as what it means to be a Black woman, especially one with purpose. We got a lot on our shoulders. We have a lot to represent. We have a lot of misconceptions to fix. Um, now, obviously, it's it's not my job to change the world, um, but I do hold my responsibility very seriously. I feel like there needs to be more beautiful Christ-like representations of black women because of how we're portrayed in the media. So those that of us that are like, no, like I'm beautiful and I'm not ratchet. I'm fun and I love Jesus. Like there needs to be so much more of us because there's little girls coming up and they're black girls and they're trying to figure out how do I, how do I identify? Who, who do I look to as my role model? And they're looking at Cardi B. Like that's not it, man. That's really not it. Um, and so like even my platform on social media, like I, I noticed that there are some look like younger girls that are following me and I treasure them and I think about them all the time because I don't want them to grow up and feel like in order to be a black woman, I gotta be out here, you know, with all this 
whatever, whatever. Or just all be loud. Just, just be loud. Just in yeah, that in what... of itself. Like, I gotta be loud. You I gotta be it. clowning. I gotta be doing. You the most. said it. Right. It's real. It's real. It. It. Yo, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I. I want classy black business boss women who support their husbands who raise and spend time with their children but don't sacrifice themselves like i want that to be the new normal um and so i consider myself one of those people who's gonna change it and who's gonna help um the world view black business women a lot better love that I normally ask what are your go-to scriptures in times of in need of encouragement, but I feel like it's fitting for me to ask you what your favorite worship songs are when you like, okay, oh. the enemy done tried it. And so what we yes. gonna do is Period. we about to turn on <laughs> New Wine by Hillsong Worship. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, there's a few. There, There's a few. I have a faith playlist um so anytime i'm feeling low and satan just won't shut up i just crank this playlist up and we're good to go um fight my battles is one of them it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you jesus period um another one is wait on the lord um by james wilson not as popular um but that song gets me every single time um what is that other one? Oh, i do love oceans i love oceans there's another fi- oh and waymaker honestly i run that song to the ground between me singing it and listening to it every time i think i'm sick of it it ministers to me again so i'm not mad uh, but those are those are really good staples that keep me grounded yeah, my song in this season has been Thank You by Chandler Moore and Stephanie Gretzinger. Oh, it, yeah. It's just like, because it just, for me, it brings everything into perspective. Because it's like, but wait, though. You know, like, I mean, they talk mm. about the resurrection and they talk, and you're just like, this don't even, everything else don't even matter. Like, but God, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. told someone recently, I said, I'm finally starting to understand the whole if you never do anything else for me, you've already done mm-hmm. enough. Like, cause I'm like, when I was younger, I'm like, okay, this, I mean, this is cool, but like, I do want more. <laughs> you know? right. But now I'm at a place where I'm like, no, yeah, God, if you bring more, great, but you really have done so much. It literally just did the fact that you saved me. Like, that's enough. Yeah. So yeah. that's really yeah. important. What would you say to someone who is listening to this podcast and they felt feel like they're an imposter or they feel like they don't like they 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 shouldn't both you know they shouldn't be here they they don't fit in like you were talking about previously what would you say to them um honestly this is gonna sound like a fortune cookie but the devil is a liar and the sooner i started to recognize that i was able to not suffer from imposter syndrome as much like honestly sometimes You just got to be like, this is not me talking. Shut up. Like, here comes Jesus. Flood me with Jesus. Um, The devil, he really, really comes and he he torments and he lies. And we start to think it's our own thoughts. And it's not. We all have a purpose. We were all created to do something very specific that nobody else can do. And we don't have to change or be like somebody else to do that. Like, the way that God created our, our quirks and our, and our likes and what we're drawn to, that's all intentional. And the sooner we realize that and just really truly feed ourselves on um, whatever helps us to believe that, it's going to help the fight. It really is. Um, like, don't take for granted what you're constantly listening to, what you're constantly watching. Um, even who you're following on social media, Satan just gets a little crack. And he's just like, oh, see, look at them. Don't you wish you were like that? Listen, if that person is a stumbling block, you may support them, you may love them. But if you're not helped, like, be honest with yourself. I am not in a healthy enough space mentally to follow this person. Unfollow them. It's okay. Like, we really have to protect our psyche and how we view ourselves because that determines how we navigate through the world, how we present ourselves, how we feel when we look at ourselves in the mirror, how we talk to our friends. Um, So just feed yourself on good things. Don't listen to the devil's lies. He always gonna stay lying. Like recognize that they're lies, please. 
and just wash it out with Jesus constantly, constantly, constantly. Great advice. What do you find yourself most grateful for in this season? Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, honestly, <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is Jesus, but I'm trying to be more specific. Um, <laughs> I am most grateful for um, Jesus being a warrior. I have seen him fight for me, um, especially this year. I've seen him fight for um, what he promised me. I've seen him fight for my mentality and um, my, my self-esteem, my, my headspace. I have literally felt him intercede for me. I have seen him on the battlefield kicking butt and I love it. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Um, it's one thing to have a God to talk to and it's another thing to have a God that fights for you. And I have genuinely felt him on the battlefield, just left and right, just taking it down. Um, and it, it makes me feel loved and it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And like, I can actually do this. <laughs> that blessed me. <clears throat> How can our community um, best support you? I know that you said you're transitioning and so you've been doing more one-on-one -on -one teaching. Is there a way that our followers can work with you or um, is there a way that they can refer other people to you if they are interested in voice lessons or, you know, is it like a, hey, my, my calendar's booked for 2020, hit me up in 2021, <laughs> like give us the deets. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, it's pretty packed, but don't be discouraged because honestly, like sometimes people do bi-weekly and so like I'll have an available slot um, and I do workshops too. So even if you're not taking consistent voice lessons, um, but you want to get involved in like a community who's also trying to discover their voice or trying to write a song or any of that kind of stuff. All you got to do is follow me at Krista Court Music. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A Court, C-O-U-R-T Music um, on Facebook or on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. You can even um, do that same name at Gmail, Music at Gmail. Shoot me an email. We'll get you started. You get a free consultation so you can see if you like it or if you don't. Um, but it's never too late to find confidence in your singing voice or even in um, how to express yourself musically through piano, through writing. Um, so if you're interested, yeah, please shoot me a message. I would love to work with you. And then my last question is, well, I, it's not kind of a question kind of not a question but I always like to have our guests leave the audience with like one last gem one last piece of knowledge one last piece of encouragement um for them to take with them into the rest of their week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am going to um share what I have been telling myself this week so there is <laughs> there is a statement that I say to myself occasionally um sometimes it's just good to talk to yourself <laughs> you know what I mean um so I am going to say you are enough I am so proud of you you have already accomplished more than we ever expected you to and you're going to accomplish the next season of your life as well victoriously because God already gave you the victory so rest in that. You're enough, you're loved, and I'm proud of you. You have already accomplished more than we ever expected you to. That is a word, especially for people who are listening to this and are like you and I, who, yeah. you know, I didn't know if I would make it past 16 because I was like, Period, I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm, yeah. This life is trash, you know as my husband would say. So that's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Krista. This has been so encouraging to me and I know it'll be encouraging to our listeners and I'll definitely make sure we link to um, your social media page 
And then I'll put your, I won't put your email in the show notes, but y'all, you heard her email. So just <laughs> like, don't be, cause you know, I don't know, stuff be popping up and bots and stuff. So yeah, I'm not going to put your email in the show notes because hackers and things like that, but y'all heard her email. Her Thank email you. is uh, kristacourtmusic at gmail.com and follow Music on Instagram. And you said on Facebook as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, awesome. that's the business page, but they Great. can feel free to follow my personal page, okay. which is Krista Renee. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It's been a blessing and I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls of Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community. I'll talk to you next week.